Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Friday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlich and McLean podcast presented by Ingles, the official supermarket of Gramlich and McLean. And Mac, it is time to talk about the Boston College Eagles. Kind of sounds like Ingles. We're going to, we, that could be confusing today. Um, but BC, <laughs> BC is an interesting team as we continue our season previews here, Mac. There are so many ways this season could go for the Eagles. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because it's true. It's so true. <laughs> and you know what's funny is uh, a lot of – I heard somebody saying today, we, we did a little radio, uh, Roddy was like not – I won't say all in, but he was he was trying to sell me on Virginia Tech. I'm like, bro, I'm not buying Oh, Like there's nothing that you can say that I'm sure. buying Virginia Tech. But he was like, how about Boston College? And we'll get College? to our said, Virginia yeah, Tech preview right. later we on. Will. We, we will talk about them. <laughs> um, but I was like, yeah, I'm 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 buying BC. Mm. Um Especially after seeing, you know, their their QB in person, um, I thought that he was super impressive looking. I mean, big old dude. It's his team now with with you know Emmett Moore. He's like six five and a half, two twenty. Um, and then just you know Christian, we love Christian yeah. Mahogany, who's on this show by the way. Breaking news. <laughs> uh, he's he's our guest today, going to help us break it down. Uh, and, and then just kind of hearing Coach Half and his vision. So it's all the hype. It's kind of the Miami thing where I got I got sold into to. Boston College. But yeah, I'm feeling those guys. I'm feeling good for them. Before we get to Christian and then our breakdown afterwards, do you think that BC, not to the level of Miami, because BC never got, maybe back in like the 40s, but never got to the dominance of Miami and the brand of Miami. But don't you think because of the Matt Ryan years is not too far removed, that sometimes we give, we almost want BC to be better? Like, I, I, you know what, sure. you know what, I could buy BC this year. Like, I just feel like everyone kind of leans that way about BC. It, it kind of goes with, uh, you know, if you like a team, do you pull or push them more? Like, do yeah. you talk about them better? I think that's accurate. Yeah, I, I actually do. I, I think they're one of those teams. You, you just like little old Boston College, right. and they get it done. Can they do it? Um, and they're always like a stickler team for people. Yeah. Like, I remember playing them at Clemson. They were just a tough team mm-hmm. to, to get ready for because they had these big, massive D tackles. I remember they had like defensive ends were like six, seven, six, eight. And you're just like, what is this? What are these guys? Uh, so they're always just right there, kind of thorn in your side team. Uh, but yeah, it's. It, I think it's going to be an interesting year for them. BC can almost beat anybody in a given year. You know, they've had years like sure. last year, they went three sure. and nine, they beat a ranked NC State team. I mean, what? Crazy. It's crazy. The last to UConn. We'll talk about that. Uh, before we get to Christian Mahogany, we need to hear a message from Ingalls. And I want to share a quick Ingalls story. My sister-in-law, who lives in Texas, was out in North Carolina to compete in a horse show because she's wow. a baller like that. And she has heard about Ingalls from me. So she said, you know, I need to get groceries yes. for the week for my Airbnb. So I went to Ingalls and they were awesome. Yeah. And she loved the salad bar because who doesn't? So that is maybe, Mac, Ingles needs to venture out to Texas and put some stores out there. Go Just to Texas. Thought. Go to Texas. Well, th- they need to go to Raleigh first. I have a lot of Raleigh mm, fans yeah. that are friends. I said fans. Friends that are very interested in Ingles. Uh, but there's no Ingles in Raleigh. So we'll do Raleigh first, and then we'll pack our bags and go to Texas. Perfect. I love that plan. Now, let's before we talk about BC, as we've kind of thrown around, you know, could this team be a sleeper this year? Let's talk with the best 
one of the best, the best, Graham Barton might have something to say, but the best offensive lineman in the ACC, Christian Mahogany. At Ingalls, we're proud to work with hundreds of local farms and businesses in the communities we call home. Not only does it ensure that you get top quality fresh items for your family table, it's a way for us to support the amazing individuals who pour their heart and soul into delivering the very best they can do. Quality, freshness, community, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. OG1, Christian Mahogany, my brother, man. I'm so excited that you're back. I know there was uh, maybe a little thought process behind that, but I'm excited you're back, excited you're on the show today. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you having me on here today, and I'm excited to get this ball rolling. Mac, we got to talk about a really exciting news here that Christian tells us that he watches the show on YouTube. That's That's what we want to hear, Christian. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so uh, every time it pops up on my YouTube ACC stuff, you guys, I, I, you know, Eric's big supporter. I'm a big supporter of him, so I my watch man. it anytime I can. Anytime it pops up, I, I watch it right away, and I enjoy the episodes, no doubt. Awesome. Appreciate that. We love that, Christian. Thank you for doing that. Now, I w- one thing I love that you posted, this was back in December, and you were so sneaky with it. That video <laughs> that you posted that eventually said you were coming back, but the caption, I went back and looked at it today. The caption was just, thank you. That, yeah. Oh, man. Yes, exactly. That that was sneaky. I Before I watched the video, I was like, no, he's leaving. <laughs> no, yeah. So, so, you know, we wanted to make something of that origin. You know, Zay did something like that the year mm-hmm. before. So I wanted to make my own spin on it. And obviously, I'm a big <laughs> UFC fan, as you can see. So there's the inspiration for the video, Conor McGregor. So, uh, I just, yeah, I just said thank you. Uh, I just wanted to keep it subtle, short, and sweet, but it got the point across that I was coming back. So I, it, it was definitely fun to make, and I definitely heart-twisted some fans and alumni for sure. You did. <laughs> well, well I'm, I'm one of them. Uh, and I got to tell you, I was jacked up, man, when, when you made that announcement and you said you were coming back. Uh, but before we talk about this year and, and kind of what's going on, I, I do want to talk about last year because I, I know – just as former student athletes, KG and I both, man, when you're injured, it stinks. And you go through some crazy stuff, not being able to be with the team. And especially that pivotal of a year, you know, for you, that that was a bag season. And you could have done all these crazy things. So how was that mentally, physically, all the things that you had to do, you know, to get to this moment right now last season? Yeah. So uh, when I found out the news, I got the MRI. It was really tough for me uh, personally, like, uh, initially. So when I first found out I tore my ACL, I was really distraught, but then I was like, let's do it. Let's get right to work. Whatever I can do, I'm going to do prehab before my surgery. Then we started rehab after my surgery. Obviously in the first couple months, physically, it's really hard. Like my, fr- cause I was away from the team that whole summer. So, uh, June, July, August, I was away until around camp right before the school year started. So I took that time. I rehabbed at home. I really got a head start on all of it before I came to BC just to educate myself and the staff of where I was at. And, and I thought I was in a good enough place to do that. So but mentally, it was challenging at first. But then I got over that hump. And then it was the physical side that really, really uh, took another. I had to take another step because you see some progress and then you go back. Mm. And then it's like, why did that happen? Even though you're doing so well the the day or the week before, a couple of days before, the month, whatever, uh, you can have setbacks. And it's not like anything like you're hurt again, but just 
like setbacks, like you're not as strong this day or whatever you're doing things. So it was tough, man. And then, you know, once we got to the season, I mean, when we got on that bus to go to Rutgers, I, uh, right uh, from the hotel, I cried personally. Mm. I was upset. Uh, it was, it was, tra- it was traumatizing. I've never uh, missed a football game for my own reason. It hurt, whatever. If, if I couldn't play and they told me I couldn't play, that, that's what's best for me. But I, I wouldn't intentionally miss football games, obviously. So it was hard. Uh, went through the season. wasn't the season that we wanted. Obviously, some high high moments, some low moments. But I got through it. Uh, I'm I'm fully recovered. I made a full recovery back in like uh, early May, March. I practiced in March, so spring ball. So it went by fast. It goes by quicker than you expect it. But uh, I'm excited. I'm ready to go physically, mentally. I'm prepared for this this season and the the steps ahead for sure. Well, first of all, thank you for the honesty because I think you know a lot of people don't really understand the mental side when you have an injury, especially something like an ACL mm-hmm. and you got to miss the whole season. And I know that was brutal, um, but you get to come back and you get to play this year. And I know you're going to be extra motivated. And this O-line is going to be improved, obviously, with you, um, but also you guys brought in some transfers. Um, what can we expect? Because Boston College is known for their O-lines, and, and we expect to see a great O-line every Saturday. So what can we expect from this O-line this year? You know, it's going to be it's going to be one heck of a ride, man. I can't lie. The way we're gelling in workouts, meshing in uh, walkthroughs, feet meets, stuff like that film, just learning each other's like verbiage, all that stuff that we have to learn to get each other, like being with guys that you haven't been with, being with guys that you're back with. You know, it's 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 going to be fun and we're going to run the ball. That's for sure. (laughs) I love that. Uh, One thing that you said there, I, I think we need to back it up and slow it down. Feet meets. Please explain yeah. that. When you just had that, dude, I just went back like 10 years. Uh, talk, tell us about feet meets and what goes on in that. <laughs> so feet meets are like little mini walkthroughs for O-linemen because, you know, this, the, the skinny guys, they like to do their seven on That's sevens right. and That's stuff right. like that. So we got to do our little feet meets. Uh, it's just all five of us lined across. We get uh, the backups and the threes and the freshmen. They come and they just give us a look and then we execute the looks from the week or the opponent from that week. And we do the things like now we're game planning our defense, but that's so that's the that's the highlight of the next month. So the, a little feet meets, walk through stuff like that. That's what that's it is. Right. Those skinny is, is guys. There anything, yeah, those skinny guys. We hate them. <laughs> Christian, tell tell me tell the truth here. Is there anything better than when you're a veteran guy and you're doing a, a feet meet and you get to be like the defensive end and you just throw, put in work, bro? You're doing spin moves, oh, yeah. rips. There's nothing like it. Okay. Yeah. So, so, you know, we're athletes, we get to show off our athletic ability, uh, every once in a while during a few meets when the backups <laughs> go in there and we, you That's know, fun. we get to mess with them, like give them different looks. So it's a fun, it's a fun little topic when you're doing a few meets with the guys. So what, what's your go-to? Are, are you a spin move guy? Are you an in and out? What, what's your go-to? Bull long arm. There we go. Uh, yeah, pull <laughs> long arm, people. you know, just, just give them a different look, just a quick shock get off. Yeah, you know, just, I just understand. I'm gonna see. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. Well, let's talk about QB, man, because you guys have a change here, and it's not a dramatic change because we did see some from Emmett Moorhead last year. And man, when he got his opportunity, he he was on fire, right? He threw for 330 plus yards twice. Yeah, the, the Duke game, he went nuts. Beat a ranked NC State team. Uh, so th- there's a lot of promise uh, w- with him, and I've thought that for the last couple of years. There, of course, you just had Phil Dracovic. Uh, you know, kind of standing in his way. What have you seen from Emmett now that he's been the guy? Like, like this whole offseason, how's it been for him? 
I mean, you know, he's grown into such a player that you want to see, you know, like you want your quarterback to take charge, even though like I will always say, and you, you know, Eric, like we're always going to say it starts and ends in the trenches, but when your quarterback can command the huddle and what he's been doing so far in the spring, like making sure the cadence is right, making sure we're all lined up, guys are lined up right knowing, uh, just having more knowledge for the game. And I think he's taking that step and I can't wait to see him, uh, what he do, uh, what he does, uh, uh, from the pocket and it's just going to be amazing because he's not going to get touched as much so it's going to be great I'm sure he's happy to hear that and I, I love when we have O-linemen on Mac just geeks out it's just such a bromance especially with you Christian you're definitely one of his favorites um, one of our favorites was Zay Flowers he was just incredible to watch I'm sure for you watching last year I mean, he did some ridiculous things at times he just put the team on his back it was absurd so you can't just replace Zay but give us some names that BC fans should keep an eye out for that you think are going to be able to make some plays and and make up for some of that production this year? You know, we got a lot of playmakers. I mean, uh, uh, I'll start off with Patrick Garwo, my old roommate. I mean, he's a thousand yard rusher at Boston College. That's that's definitely not something to be taken lightly. So just for him to get back up and running again behind a, a solid line is going to be something that I know he'll appreciate and will and will definitely benefit from. I mean, Ryan O'Keefe, the the kid moves like lightning. Like it, it's it's absurd how fast he is. I mean, he makes me feel slower than I really am. But and then and then lastly, off the top of my head, obviously we got George Takis, and uh, obviously I think a big playmaker is Joe Griffin. I mean, he was a freshman last year, battling injuries, big body receiver that you know you want on every team, and he just when the ball's thrown his way, he just goes and get it. Like when I was watching from home at the NC State game, I'm like, holy, I'm like, oh my goodness, great play, Joe. I was I, I knew I know the the formations and stuff. So I was like, okay, this is a fade to Joe. So that's I'm right. Like, All right, let's <laughs> let's go win the game. So that's what he did, and so that we got a lot of young talent, a lot of new talent, and I think it's going to be just surreal how many touchdowns we're going to score this year. I think honestly, I mean, when, when you have a guy like Emmett, it just makes you feel so confident, right? I mean, he he can just sling it all over the yard, and all those names that you just mentioned. Uh, starting with my guy, PG. Pat, I know he's yeah. excited that you're back, man. I didn't know that you guys were roommates. Uh, what, what kind of bond does does that create, you know, being with a guy, a tailback, where he's probably aiming right at you every time he gets the rock? Yeah, yeah. Pat was a special player ever since we were freshmen. We came in together. So uh, once we got to older and we got the, the bigger rooms, uh, we, we obviously teamed up and were roommates. So it's just good. You know, we talked through games because he played, obviously, early on, and I played early on in my career, our careers here. So just like adjusting to the fact like, hey, uh, let's watch film together at this time. And it was convenient because we didn't have to go anywhere. We're right in the same room. Like, hey, let's watch film at this time. Let's do this. Watch the blitzes. Hey, look, when they do this, this is the blitzes that they're going to do. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Obviously, I don't want to give too much away. But, you know, this is what they're <laughs> going to do. This is how they do it. Look at them. Watch them. This is who you got if they do this. And it's just communication was a key. And you could see that like that step up that we took in 2021. Uh, that like how he was able to his vision it was amazing how he was able to rush for those thousand yards it was great and and I'm glad we got to do those and we'll still be able to do them we're gonna do them more now you know he's still one of my great friends on the team and I'm and I'm happy to see him succeed again I can't wait till he gets back in that spotlight Christian I want to get real here for a second all right because this happened with Zay where he had an incredible year and some schools came after him and tried to get him to leave Boston College. I know for you, obviously you were hurt, but you were already an all-ACC guy and a very high-profile guy. Did you have any other schools come after you? And, and if so, why did you want to stay at Boston College? Yeah, so, you know, I mean, 
uh, I'm not going to say obviously, but like schools did contact me, big schools. Uh, they contacted me. They told me what they told me what I wanted to hear. But it, it honestly wasn't best for me. I mean, uh, me personally, I'm not a guy that thinks that just hopping over the fence is the best thing for myself. I think, you know, I wanted to build I built something here. I've done the things here. I mean, and I'm not trying to take a shot in any schools or anybody in particular, but why didn't you offer me in high school? That's, that's my right. that's, that's right. my Ooh. one thing. Like I was in I was the same I was the same kid as that you saw. I probably went to your camps before, but you just missed out. So why would I be disloyal to the people that have seen me grown, the people that have watched me hurt, that have watched me practice, uh everything. They've seen everything. So why not give it my best? And like the community is really strong here. So that's another thing. I really like BC. I love the degree. I love the alumni. So it was just something for me that didn't make sense, no matter how much money, mm. no matter how much like time. And and also knowing that you're a rental, you know, it's a six month, it's a yeah. six month rental fee. Like yeah. it's not true love. It's just, it's just, it's good for the time being, but who knows what could have, what could ever happen. They, false promises everything happens sure. college football is crazy now so i'm glad i'm where i'm at and i would and i and i don't regret my decision we're gonna have to change that's this to, to getting real with christian mahogany that's what the title yeah, of this is gonna answer, be christian. that's big time man yeah. uh before we get you out of here we got to talk a little defense uh even though we're all offensive players on this podcast kelly was an elite mm. shooter from the three-point land so she she falls i didn't get that. to not play defense like you guys do <laughs> Hey, we, we just told you we play defense in feet meets, okay? Well, let's be real. I didn't really play it. So. <laughs> um, and, and just looking at this defense, man, and, and, you know, the last couple of years, obviously the past defense has been much improved. That's kind of Coach Halfley's thing. It's what he does, right? He, he, he makes DBs have that swagger, that confidence, and, you know, the things that they're able to do. And, and really, you, you saw guys like Donovan last year pick up the sack total and, and get create, you know, pressure on the quarterback. I think that's kind of the next step you know, to, to where BC can really be competitive and, and make some people just, man, think twice when they see them on game day is, you know, that defensive line continuing to grow and get pressure on, on the QB. Yeah, I mean, our defense is, our defense runs a really complex defense. It's not like an easy defense, you know, you know, half. If you've ever watched the 49ers <laughs> and see what they line up in and the crazy stuff, that's the same thing. That's the same thing they do. So, you know, it's crazy. I mean, when you have talent like Donovan Ezraku, Cam Horsley, uh, like all our D tackles, Quan Williams is going to be a sleeper. I think. I think he has the potential mm -hmm. to be one of the best in the ACC. He's a big body kid. And, you know, they just gotta. You know, they just gotta work together. It's a. It's a coercive unit. They. They do their job. They're going to get after the quarterback this year. That. That's what win games, man. Like I said, it's in the trenches defensively. We got veteran guys, Cam Arnold. Rice Steele, Vinny De Palma. In the back end, we got Elijah Jones and some young guys coming up, playmakers like Amari Jackson. So, so when that all meshes together, it's just gonna take time and effort. And and I believe that's what they're gonna do because I think I see it every day in practice. I go against these guys one on ones, pods, uh, inside drills. So, uh, like I, they're getting better. And obviously, uh, me personally, I give tips. I'm like, look, if you do this, I, I know you're gonna do this or like right. this and that. So mm. then I know you're going to do that. So like me as a veteran player and as an offensive lineman, I, t I give them tips like, hey, if you move your head this way, we know you're you're switching a gap or right. we know your bl this blitz is coming. Mm. So just it, it, we all got to work together to come forward to make one common goal, to be happy, get a big win season, go to a nice bowl, hopefully, maybe ACC championship. Come on. And that's what we want to do. So 
So it's it's going to be fun. The defense the defense uh, carries a lot of teams. Defense wins championships, as they like to say. And Coach Hafley's done a great job since I've been here. So I'm excited. I love it, man. Boom. I love it. Hey, what, what do you want to do when you when you grow up? When you're done playing, you're you're done with all all this football stuff. What do you, what do you want to do? Me personally, I'm a big. I like real estate. So I think I'm going to get involved in some real estate or, you know, buying land and flipping houses and stuff like that. That's some that's stuff that really interests me. Uh, I like coaching. I think coaching would be fun, but I don't know. You know, I see I see how coaching is on some people. So I'm like, ah, I don't know. But who knows? I mean, hopefully, hopefully when I'm done playing, I could just give back to the community, give back. Hopefully I want to have children and a oh wife. God. So hopefully that'll all work out. So we'll see. We'll see what the future holds. So. I just I'm excited to be playing football and hopefully this this whole thing works out for me. That's man. awesome, man. Well, hey, if you go the coaching guys, route, the limit for you. Yeah, if you, if you go the coaching route, you got to deal with guys like Alec Lindstrom, man. You don't want to do that. So <laughs> anything else, anything else. <laughs> love it. we are love Alec, man. It's my center always. <laughs> oh man, this was great, brother. I appreciate you, man. Thank thank you for uh, for making it happen so quick for us. And uh, you're you're awesome, bro. It was awesome talking with you on this this interview here. No, nah, no doubt, no doubt. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks again to Christian Mahogany for joining us. Mac, I'm starting to feel, as as we'll get deeper into our season previews, there's a little bit of an O-line flavor. I think we are setting a record for the most O-line men interviewed in the month of August on maybe any network ever, any platform. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've got some more coming. A, a guy from Louisville you'll want to hear, a guy from Duke. You could probably figure out who those guys are. But tell me, just tell me first why you were so high on Christian Mahogany before we talk about the Eagles. Really? Um you know, when you watch guys, uh, you know, like uh, Zion yeah. and, and just other you know great linemen that they have, like you're watching it for them. And then along the way, you start seeing other people. And Christian popped really early. Like he played as a true freshman. And, um, you know, just those years after I kept seeing him, I'm just like, this kid is good. Like he's going to be really, really special one day, you know, when he grows up, right? And, and you keep looking at him. And then just, you know, these last couple of years – uh, even going into last season, I thought he was going to be a first round pick going into last year. And then of course he got hurt, which just stunk. Uh, but, but he's, he's a road grader. He's a very violent player, like within the game of football, uh, has great hands, good feet. Uh, and, and I love how smart he is. And that was really exemplified, uh, and, and really just taken to another level when we interviewed him here, which you guys just heard. Uh, and then at media day, I mean, he, he is so cerebral and gets it, um, but you can't teach mass. You can't coach mass. Like he's just a big guy. And so, you know, for me, it, it just popped right away and really knew that, you know, if he took his time, if he was patient and all these things. And what's interesting enough, you know, Coach Halfley said, you know, way back in the day uh, when, when he was younger, maybe a freshman, maybe right around that time, you know, he wasn't happy because he wasn't playing as, as much as maybe he thought or, or what he deserved. And he said he actually was thinking about going somewhere else, but he kept him. And now you see the fruits of that labor where he's a BC guy through and yeah. through. Uh, going into this last year. So he he's I've had my eye on him for quite some time. And now to see him in his final form here, I cannot wait to see this next football season coming up. The way he talked about Boston College is similar to the way Zay Flowers talked about Boston yeah. College, saying he had some yeah. offers to leave. I'm interested in the NFL, not NIL. I, I thought that was really cool. And, you know, BC, I, I think one of the reasons why people are high on them every year is because of the offensive line play that you've seen at that institution. And we know that – if you can have a good O-line, you can have a good offense. And the main issue, there were a lot of issues for BC last year, but 
really, I would say the main issue was injuries. That that O-line got beat up. Christian Mahogany was hurt before the season even started. Phil Jerkovic was hurt because of the O-line. It was kind of a yin and yang situation. Mm-hmm. And they only scored 18 points per game last year. That is absolutely not going to get it done. They finished dead last in the country in rushing yards at Boston College. I mean, how? Dead last in the country in or in power five in sacks allowed. So, Mac, I know this O-line will be better because it can't be worse. But What a combination. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. How much better do you think it can be? Yeah. Well, you know, it's tough. And, and you, you see, you know, three and nine and you look at the losses and, you know, really just how bad they were. Then you look at the schedule this year, uh, you know, first game getting in a hurry in conference play because you got Florida State coming to town. I mean, that, that's going to be tough. And then you go to Louisville and, and get really going there. But when I look at look at them and those things that you just said, it should be dramatically better. Yeah. I mean, offensive line should be really good. And getting those guys back, you know, getting them healthy, having another year. You you heard, you know, throughout media day, all the different guys that they feel good about. You know, Ozzy at left tackle is a beast. Like, he's huge. Six foot seven. Uh, very raw, very athletic, probably going to have to keep, you know, kind of learning and figuring it out. But then you got, you know, Drew Kendall at, at center who, you know, has, has been a guy. Uh, and then there might be some other pieces that step in that, that transferred in and, you know, kind of mesh with this group. So I'm excited to see that. Running the football, I think, is going to be way better. Uh, when you're dead last, it's it's hard to be worse than that. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> There's nothing you, you can do worse. Nothing you can do worse. Uh, but, but obviously – Patrick Garwo being a thousand yard rusher, uh, he's back. He, he himself, coach said this at Media Day, he was going to jump in the portal mm. and just go somewhere else. And they had a great meeting and, you know, they kind of sold him on what they want to do, what who they have coming back and just laid out the vision. And, and I think Christian had a big deal to do with that as well, yeah. saying, let's get this going. Let's get this going. They're roommates. They have a great relationship. So I think all those factors coming in, Emmett's going to be better protected and they're going to run the football more effectively which will ultimately equal a much better team. Yeah, that insight is really interesting, that Garwo was wanting to go in the portal. I can see how Christian Mahogany, who said he's really good friends with Pat Garwo, by the way, talked him out of the portal, uh, because Christian Mahogany, I feel like, could talk anybody into something the way that he was on with us. He seems to have that personality. So I do think this offense will be improved. Uh, Like we've said, it would be hard not to be. You only scored 18 points per game. And they're going to run the ball better, which is going to help them control games more. And one of the biggest issues for BC last year is they couldn't stop the run. So they it felt like they never were able to control a game. Because if you can't run it and you can't get a team off the field because they're running it, you can't control a football game. So right. that has to improve, Mac. And we know they have Ezeraku up front, who is a, a monster, and he has to continue to be productive. And what BC's known for is, or what Jeff Halfley's known for, is the pass defense. That's always been good. But they've got to be better against the run. It's kind of like Syracuse. They have to be better against the run. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. I do want to visit, you know, just Emmett one more time with with the offense before we move to there because when he got his chances and and he became the starter, I mean, he had three games for throwing over 340, uh, 330, excuse me, had a walk-off game against a ranked NC State. And I know circumstances, people bring it up, you know, the, the pass interference that did or did not happen, but it was called. Yeah. And he still had to go out and execute in the very next play. You know, he throws a walk-off back shoulder fade that was just fantastic. So I think seeing him and, and now he gets his shot at, at being the leader and leading his team, he was exceptional at media day. And just hearing his vision and how he handled questions, he's going to be a stud. And and to have, you know, I think three years left of eligibility, um, 
I'm excited to to see that. But defensively, like you said, it comes down to stopping the run. I mean, they have been so bad at that. And and if you ask BC people, they'll be like, yeah, because we're so good at stopping the pass. People sure, have sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, whatever you whatever you say, man. Um, you know, they've got to get better at that, and I think they will be. You know, because of you know, a, as you said there, Azaraku. I think Sheeta is back. He was a guy, I think, four years ago, three years ago. I went to BC's practice, and they're like. This this dude right here, like, watch out. He's gonna be a freak. And he and he was, but of course he got hurt last year and and couldn't do anything. So they've got a lot of guys back on that defensive line that I think surely will make that a, a better unit and be able to get after the quarterback. That's gonna be a mm-hmm. premium. Uh, it can't just be Ezraku. Donovan was so good at that last year. I kind of proposed this question to him. Everybody knows that now. You're gonna be double teamed. They're gonna put protections towards you. They're gonna have chips and things of that nature. How do you protect them? And Coach Halfley said, we'll stand him up. We'll move him around. We're, we're going to make it difficult like you know, for teams just to target him. But then you also, again, have Sheeta and others that you have to focus on, and, and hopefully that allows them to eat. So for me, it, it's just can we lock that down and get that defensive line playing at a premium, stopping the run, and, and of course creating some turnovers and getting the ball back for our team. Mac, you're right with this defense. And, you know, I said earlier about this Halfley being known for ball hawking for his secondaries. They only had seven interceptions last year. And that's right. something that hurt them, right? You, If you're not able to force right. turnovers, then you can't help out your offense when they need help. So as much as, as BC in the very recent history has been known for the secondary, I feel like they got to produce a little more, make something happen yeah. a little more. Right, right. And, and yeah, I mean, just the – the defense as a whole, I mean, they, they were 13th in points per game, giving up over 30. They were 11th in yards per game, giving up, uh, you know, 378. And as you mentioned, only seven interceptions. That, that was 11th in the conference. So all those numbers towards the back, you know, of the ACC, they were fifth in pass defense. I will say that. They did do a good job there. There you go. Uh, but that was because everybody could do everything else. That's they because everybody could run the ball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, so Ezraku, uh, Vinny De Palma, Aiden, you know, those guys just have to step up, keep doing their thing, uh, be the leaders of this team. And again, get after the quarterback, stop the pat or stop the rush. You're going to be improved defensively. Okay. So all this talk, let's look at the schedule because Vegas and Mac, Mac put out his, gave me his win total when we were prepping, (laughs) has BC at five and a half, which is a very interesting number because that's either basically you're going bowling or you're not. If you think they're right. going over, which is huge for a team that went three and nine last year. <sighs> when I look at this schedule, here, here are my initial, just initial look at it. I see three, really four, you better nots, which <laughs> I already said this about BC when they lost to UConn last year. Northern Illinois, Holy Cross, Virginia, UConn. All right, you better yeah. nots. And UConn at home, geez. The oh. other winnable games I see are Virginia Tech, mm-hmm. Army, even though that's mm-hmm. at Army and you got to prepare for the triple option and you don't have a bye week before that game. And, I mean, maybe at Syracuse, maybe. So, Mac. At Georgia Tech, did you say Georgia that? Tech, yes, thank you. That's a good one. Yeah. At Georgia Tech is winnable. Yeah. But yeah. I, I really only see four guarantees, and that stresses mm-hmm. me out a bit with the five and a half. But yeah. I do think they're going to be very improved – offensively overall. So you help me. Help Where me. Where are we going? Help me. Where you are we go going? first. You go first. I'm going over. I think it's an easy over. Easy? Um yeah. Like I, like I they're think, gonna uh, win seven or eight? Uh or they're just for seven. sure gonna win six. I think so. Northern Illinois is 
uh, Illinois. If you read it, you'll say it. Northern <laughs> Illinois, uh, Holy Cross, Virginia, Army, Yukon, Virginia Tech, or Georgia Tech. That's six. Okay. All right. And then they sneak one. They're sneaky somewhere. See, I want to trust BC, but you lost to freaking <laughs> UConn last year. Like, what am I supposed to UConn do with okay, that? UConn was okay, though. UConn wasn't bad last year. Mac, no, they were they still bad. bad. Just telling you. No, they, they were still bad. I called their bowl game. It was fun. I called their bowl yeah, game. Yeah, they could be fun and be bad. <laughs> I think they got annihilated in the bowl game, too. I don't remember. I'm actually about to click. Now I need to see. I think they got murdered. I think they did. I think they did, which is very, very telling. 22. They get murdered, but they did get doubled up. 28-14. Wasn't too terrible. Okay. But they were 6-7. Six 6-7 and 6-7 seven. Six and seven bolts. Right, Come but on. playing a, an independent schedule. Okay. I. <laughs> you know what? I want to believe. You're in? I think with, with Christian back, and this O-line is going to be better – I was someone who was sounding the Emmett Moorhead uh, bell way before anybody when he had that one good game against Duke on a Friday night because, and I know why, I remember, because I gave out a guaranteed Duke cover, and they didn't you because did. Emmett Moorhead showed up. <laughs> so Emmett just went nuts. I'll go over. I'll give him six. You're yes. right. You're right. Welcome. But you got to beat UConn. You got to beat Army. You can't get yes. lulled into that triple option after not having a bye week and, and lose to Army. That would just be bad. I'm there. I'm with bad. it. I think it's going to happen. All right, over. I think it's happen. But I'm, I'm, I'm saying six and six. I'm not going beyond that. Okay. Six and six. Six and like, six. Do they win their bowl game? Do they win the bowl game? Sure. I don't know who they're playing. Yes. The pinstripe bowl. They're playing in oh, the yeah, pinstripe bowl. Got to be. <laughs> All right. We're in. Or the okay, new Pop-Tart. I like that. No, the Pop-Tart bowl is too prestigious. A Pop-Tart. For a yeah, that's a big bowl. That's a big bowl. Too pre- I met one of too the. Too prestigious. Uh, the. Uh, well, God, what's her title? She's something big with the Pop-Tart Bowl. And her daughter, I'm not saying any names out here. Her daughter was a cub at Clemson. Really? We're like best friends. Did you meet this Pop-Tart executive at ACC Kickoff? Yeah. yeah, we've been friends. I've known her for a long wow. time. Yeah, I sorry I didn't give you life supply of Cheez-Its while it was the Cheez-It Bowl. Wait, she was also That's in charge okay. of the Cheez-It Bowl because it's the same bowl? Mac. Same bowl. That's a big mismatch. All right, well, this podcast has to end because our friendship is now over. <laughs> That's it, guys. Happy Friday. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. Uh, We're going to be back on Monday. I forget who we have, so I need to look up the schedule. But I think it's my friends over at Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech. That's going to be fun. We're we're combining the uh, technological schools together there. They just seem to to be friends. Uh, And that's going to be a ton of fun. We're going to have some great insight there. Cannot wait to break those down. That will be on Monday. And we start sprinting with the rest of this uh, ACC review here, preview. So it's a lot of fun. Thank you guys for tuning in. Shout out to Ingles, the official grocer of Gramlick and Mac Lane. That's it from us, guys. We need you to go over to YouTube, subscribe. You need to watch these fun interviews, not just listen to them. Jump on over here. We have a ton of fun. Leave some comments. We always appreciate those. And, of course, the OGs. We can't forget you guys over on Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe there as well. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see y'all.